You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Sports Media Mayhem podcast. My name is Alex Reamer. It's a pleasure to be with you here today on this Thursday, September the 15th. I can't believe we're already in mid-September, but there's nowhere I'd rather be. Been talking here with all of you. You can, of course, find the show wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. We are available on Spotify, Apple, Google. You know the drill. Download, listen, rate, subscribe. All that helps with our visibility. Tonight is a big night in the world of streaming because it is the first time that Thursday Night Football will be airing exclusively on Amazon and Amazon Prime. We have Chiefs, Chargers, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Promises to be a barn burner. Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet will be on the call, along with many other voices. And my prediction is, by week four, this won't even be a topic outside of a few geriatrics. I don't think finding Amazon Prime or logging onto Amazon on your favorite tablet is really all that big of a deal. The NFL took the billion-dollar deal. Remember, Amazon is paying the NFL a billion dollars annually to exclusively stream Thursday night football. The NFL took the money and bet that eyeballs will follow the product. And I think that will certainly prove to be the case. Week 1 ratings were great for the league across the board on Fox, CBS, NBC, and ESPN for Monday Night Football. Broncos Seahawks featured maybe the worst example of clock management you will ever see, and I'm not exaggerating. Nathaniel Hackett forgot he had three timeouts. (laughs) Took the ball out of Russell Wilson's hand. And gave it to their kicker for a 64-yard field goal. I mean, why not, right? You trade half your franchise for Russell Wilson over the offseason for the purpose of taking the ball out of his hands with the game on the line in favor of a 64-yard field goal. Uh, So it was an exciting game. Coaching mishaps, which we all love. And it really had a big game feel. I think partially because of who was on the call. uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman made their Monday Night Football debuts. And as I said, it had a big game feel like all of their telecasts, and the ratings numbers back that up. 19.9 million people watched Monday night, making it the third most watched Monday night football game since 2009, and the most watched opener ever on ESPN. And last week, as part of our big NFL media roundtable, I spoke with Ben Koo, founder of Awful Announcing. One of the topics I discussed with Ben was the NFL's cultural dominance. Will it only continue to grow for the foreseeable future? And Monday night showed us the answer is unequivocally yes. 19.9 million people watched Seahawks Broncos, 236% more than who watched the Emmy Awards. So Monday night football 
blew the Emmys out of the water. I think like 5 million people and changed watched the Emmys. Nearly 20 million people watched Monday Night Football. And you talk about how the ratings for live TV continue to plummet. Everything just getting hammered. Viewership falling dramatically for everything out there except the NFL. And Monday night showed us why. The NFL can sign new media rights deals for billions and billions of dollars because it is the only thing that people will still watch live. Look at the Emmys. They switched from Monday night to Sunday night. Had Jimmy Kimmel laying down on the stage while, uh, while, like, while, while Quinta Brunson accepted her award. And none of that mattered. None of that mattered. The NFL still blew the Emmys out of the water. Granted, I think award shows are quite antiquated in 2022, but still everything on live TV seems to be antiquated, judging by the ratings, except for the NFL. Speaking of ratings, Monday Night Football ratings, great. Monday Night Football, big game feel. The opposite was true of Patriots-Dolphins. Definitely not a big game feel. A one o'clock start. In sweltering South Florida, Joe Judge, hope he's still not sweating from wearing that hoodie on the sideline. In the ratings for Patriots-Dolphins, disappointed as well. And that leads me nicely into my conversation with Seth Wickersham, the ultimate Patriots insider, whose book, It's Better to Be Feared, all about the New England Patriots dynasty, the rise and fall, is now out in paperback with a new epilogue looking back at the 2021 season and Tom Brady's highly anticipated return to Foxborough. I talk with Seth about a variety of topics on the state of the Patriots, the state of the perception of the Patriots, how Robert Kraft views the Patriots, all of that good stuff. As always with Seth, so many really interesting things. So can't wait to play that conversation for you. And one of the things I mentioned that we do talk about are the TV ratings. The Patriots garnered a 23.9 rating for their loss against the Dolphins on Sunday. Uh, their lifeless 20-7 defeat peaked with a 25.5 rating in the 3 o'clock hour. And that figure is down significantly from the Patriots opener against the Dolphins last season, which drew a 33.1 rating in Boston. Now granted, that game kicked off at 425, a better window than 1 o'clock, but I don't think that time difference is enough to explain the steep decline. And overall, the Patriots averaged a 31.5 local TV, TV rating last season. That means they're currently down 25%. Obviously, week one, uh, one week does not constitute a trend, but you can bet that Robert Kraft, the longtime chair of the broadcast committee, is certainly attuned to those numbers. And look at what happened the last time the Patriots suffered a significant ratings decline. The COVID 2020 year, the Patriots averaged a 26.3 local TV rating. They limped to a 7-9 record. And how did they respond? Well, they responded by shelling out a record number of gar- a record amount, excuse me, of guaranteed cash and free agency and drafting Mac Jones with the number 15 overall pick, the first time that Bill Belichick had ever drafted a quarterback in the first round. I would say that was an uncharacteristically aggressive response from the Patriots. And if they continue to stumble... And if the ratings continue to stumble along with their play, the question is, will Robert Kraft have another aggressive response? Sounds like a good question for Seth Wickersham. (laughs) So 
Why not ask him? My conversation with Seth is coming up on the other side. It's a Sports Media Mayhem podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening.